Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. Are you a woman who's ready to excel in her career and her life? Are you ready to be a professional saleswoman by using your inherent qualities? Are you a woman who wants to be better prepared for a leadership position? Then you're in the right place. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman. It's about women in business, work-life balance, leadership, and current events related to gender communications. Be prepared to be inspired, motivated, and challenged. Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman is your connection to women nationally, internationally, and globally. So get comfy and see what the buzz is all about. Find out more at www.sellinginaskirt.com. Now, your host, Judy Hoberman, on C-Suite Radio. You know, according to the American Institute of Stress, 80% of workers feel stress on the job and nearly half say they need help in learning how to manage that stress. Well, this past week I had numerous coaching calls with clients and while some things were going better than they had hoped for, there were some things that were causing them to feel overwhelmed and not enjoying what they really love to do. So I listened and I asked lots of questions and I realized that as much as we plan to have businesses and companies that run like a well-oiled machine, the truth is that doesn't happen as often as we'd like. Now, of course, with the changes we've all experienced, whatever we're used to is no longer and we're not sure what to expect next. So how do you create a stress-free business and more importantly, is there such an animal? And how do you take care of your business so that stress remains as minimal as possible? You know, it's important to focus on ways to eliminate stress so you and your business can remain healthy. And being healthy should be a goal for everyone. And that does mean your business, and it does mean you. So here's a question for you. Would you rather have a business where your team is engaged, ready to work, and excited to be doing what they're doing, and you're way ahead of your goals? Or would you rather have your team not show up and seem to be MIA, and when they do surface, they're complaining about the work they have to do, or picky clients, or the production, and everything's at an all-time low? Well, it seems like an easy choice, but is your business set up for success or doomed for failure? That's what stress can do for your business. Okay, so according to more research from an online community of business owners, the cost of stress is staggering for businesses. Nearly $300 billion in lost revenues due to turnover, absenteeism, and loss of productivity. 
the workplace causes stress for 83% of all employees in the U.S. And 40% of workers say they're less productive because of stress alone. So those numbers are staggering to anyone. So what can we do about it? Well, let's start with leading by example. Stress is often dictated by culture, the leadership. I always say I would never do anything that no one else would do, including taking out the garbage or setting up meetings or providing customer service and then some. If I wouldn't do it, why should you do it? Well, your team should know about the direction and the results of the business, but you don't have to share all your personal challenges with them as well. You know, like when you had an argument with your spouse or that your children were less than cooperative in that morning. Remember, your personal life is called personal for a reason. So take a break when you need it and let your team know that you do encourage that downtime. Just don't forget the uptime as well. Next, introduce the concept of being social. You know, we all work so many hours and we often hear comments about not having time to do anything we love to do or that we forgot what we love to do. So create some social time. And sometimes that can also be part of creating more production. So when you're in sales and you have a sales team meeting, you can incorporate fun and production. What we used to do is once a month, we would have a pizza night. I would bring in pizza and invite everyone in to brainstorm, bond, and build. And we'd all sit around a big conference table and talk about what was working for them. What were the challenges? And then we'd celebrate everyone's triumphs. Inevitably, someone would talk about making phone calls and then pick up a phone and demonstrate how they did it. And now many of our insurance agents would start making calls. And by the end of the night, we'd have 10, 20, and sometimes 30 appointments set for the following week. So production was high. And the next time we met, so was the excitement. We took the stress right out of calling, scheduling appointments, and selling. And by the way, you can do that on Zoom as well, so no excuses there. Now, of course, there needs to be open communication available that would create a win-win situation. Now, a leader is someone who provides this environment, and that too helps reduce stress. So when you're kept in the loop, you feel like you're part of a team. There's nothing worse than being blindsided by a decision that was made that involves you and you weren't included, and that works both ways as well. So you too will be kept inside the circle of trust. And one of the biggest stressors is where you hang your hat, aka your workspace. Okay, so if you're in an office building, think about what your team sees when they drive up. Close your eyes and imagine walking into your building. Can someone be successful there? Or is it a place that no one wants to go? Is it a place that's welcoming to everyone? Or does it make you feel like that square peg trying to fit in the round hole? Now, if you work in a home office, it's no different. If walking into your office gives you that feeling of wanting to walk right back out, make some changes. Clean off your desk, file your papers, add a funky light or even a purple stapler. Have a picture of someone or something that makes you smile. It won't cost a fortune to do it, but again, it will add some additional zeros to your bottom line. So eliminating stress doesn't have to be a million-dollar solution. It starts with the leader and is passed down to the rest of the team. But let's not forget the leader of the pack. You have to take care of you. You can't hire someone to do that. You need to focus on yourself. So to keep you at the top of your to-do list, stay healthy, eat well, exercise and get plenty of sleep. Having a plan and remembering your priorities, including scheduling your personal time. Stay connected with your community and your social media, but you also need to know when to unplug so you can recharge your battery. Remember, too much stress literally causes the brain to freeze and shut down temporarily. Most of your stress comes from the way you respond, not the way life is. So adjust your attitude and all that extra stress is gone. We're going to take a break to thank our sponsor, Walking on the Glass Floor. And when we return, oh my goodness, hang on because my guest is going to share her thoughts about stress and so much more. This is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio, and we'll be right back. What happens after shattering the glass ceiling? You're now walking on the glass floor. 
Walking on the Glass Floor, Seven Essential Qualities for Women Who Lead is a timely and indispensable business guide for all women, whether you're moving out of a dorm room or moving into an executive suite. Introducing readers to the seven keys to success in business and life, Judy Hoberman brings her fresh voice, sales savvy, and thoughtful approach to each of the essential and most powerful leadership qualities. Written in her trademark no-nonsense, glass-half-full prose, Judy's blueprint for business teaches all women how to cultivate and strengthen key skills that will serve them in both business and life. Uncover amazing qualities they already possess that will help them lead and succeed and harness universal leadership qualities to continue reaching their full potential. By providing authentic real-life case studies and inspiring quotes throughout, Judy fills each page with the timely advice women need right now. Walking on the glass floor is like having Judy Hoberman sitting right next to you as your business mentor, personal life coach, and best friend all at the same time. You can order your own copy of the book at walkingontheglassfloor.com. Welcome back to Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. Okay, I said hold on to your hat and I mean it. My guest, Angela Ficken, is a full-time psychotherapist in private practice specializing in OCD, eating disorders, and anxiety-related concerns. She started her career at McLean Hospital, which is one of the top-ranking psychiatric hospitals in the country and affiliated with Harvard University. She was the head social worker on an inpatient unit that focuses on anxiety and depression and became a certified CBT and DBT, which are the two leading therapies for treating anxiety disorders. Shortly thereafter, she worked at Harvard University as primary therapist for undergraduate and graduate students. And during her time there, she taught her students those skills to help them manage a range of challenging emotions that young adults face daily. She also had a small private practice for years before she decided to move to full-time in 2013. From there, she focused her attention on working with young adults and entrepreneurs, primarily after noticing that both groups struggled with anxiety disorders and stress-related issues due to life transitions and the uncertainty of what was coming next in their lives. The struggle, as they say, is real. She writes for Huffington Post as an expert, which then catapulted into writing for other major online sources, which includes marriage.com, yourtango.com, thriveglobal.com, and has been quoted on bustle.com, PopSugar, BuzzFeed, Nylon Magazine, GetStigma.com, and more. She's also been a guest on Onward Nation, as well as on the radio in Chicago and Reno, speaking about stress and anxiety. She created the Breaking Every Day into Slivers, Not Chunks, Practical Skills to Deal with Everyday Stresses course to reach more people other than those she could meet within her office. Woo! So welcome to the show, Angela. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Judy. I'm very excited to be here. Excellent. So let's start the discussion of the day by the word stress. What does that mean to you? It means lots of things, right? Especially now. But stress really is about two things. One, it can be a sense where people really thrive, especially in the entrepreneur world where we choose a stressful job, right? There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of hustling, inherent stress. And a lot of people can really thrive in that, feeling productive, energized. And there's also bad stress, which really trips us up. And that's where I have my primary focus on how do we know the difference between our good stress, what helps us feel productive and where we thrive, and then what triggers us into the downward spiral where we're not taking care of ourselves and where stress is starting to hurt our well-being and our emotional bandwidth to 
push off other challenging emotions like anxiety, anger, irritability, all of that stuff is just more likely to come in because we're stressed. So stress means quite a bit. Okay. So entrepreneurs choose to become risk takers. And, you know, I'm definitely an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. A lot of people are. We choose that lifestyle. Why do we choose to go into something that is definitely stressful at many points, but it's also a good stressor. But why do we choose that? Why wouldn't we do something that's more comfortable? Yeah, I know, right? I do think about that periodically. I think a part of who we are, right? There's a sense of with risk, but also comes creativity. Mm -hmm. There is certainly a level of uncertainty, which brings stress, but there's probably something in our personalities kind of at our core where that stress more often allows us to do our best work. And even through the struggles, we come out of it learning so much more that that's just an opportunity for growth. So all of those missteps, all of those failures, all of that becomes a part of our experience, which breeds creativity. So I think for people in the entrepreneur world, we're just more likely to take on that stress and feel like it's more of a challenge rather than a disservice. Okay. So today on social media, I post every single day and today for some reason, I'm not even sure why it just happens to be, you know, destiny and whatever, because you're on, I talked about change and I posted something that says change to cause to be different or to alter a transformation or transition. So with all the changes we've gone through over the past few months, and I mean, we can't even count them any changes, good, bad, or indifferent. Do you think more people are experiencing stress because of change? Oh, yes. Yes. I think there's been a first wave, let's say from March to July, early August, where there was, you know, obviously reasons for new stress just got dialed up for everybody. And I think as the summer wore on, a lot of us got used to that level of stress. We've just been swimming in it for so long. It just, we got used to it. And now we're going into the next kind of, we're heading into a new quarter. We're also heading into the fall, which means if you have a family, is your kid or or, or kids going to school or not for adults in part-time grad programs, right? Are you going in? Will you, won't you? All of this depends on what will be happening next and how our schedules will be. From now, what I'm hearing is that the stress level is getting dialed up another notch. And a lot of what that brings is the uncertainty of what is coming because no one has a crystal ball. And that challenge is real, which brings about this all new stress where our skills that we used to have, right? Mm -hmm. Seeing friends going out, going out for walks freely, whatever it might be, just hasn't been there. And again, people have gotten used to that and have adapted to some degree. But now we're going into a different season, which is going to bring a whole new set of challenges. One, because of everything we just kind of talked about, how will our schedules be? What is that going to look like? But also with winter months, being outside and that kind of freedom might be another challenge to kind of think about. Obviously, this is what you do. You support, you help, you serve millions of people, either alleviating stress or coming to terms with it or how to move forward. What are some ways that, you know, we can share about just getting through it. Does something as little as an affirmation work? Yeah, you know, I think you're, you're opening as you were kind of talking about different ways to manage stress and self-care. I think we're excellent. It doesn't 
have to be a grand gesture to work on a skill to manage stress. I do think it's the smaller steps that lead to the big picture. That's part of the reason why I titled my stress management course, Slivers Not Chunks, because it really Mm -hmm. is about slivering out things to make it seem more manageable and you reach your goal. So one skill in particular that I've been talking a lot about uh, over the past month is what I call the conveyor belt method. And that's essentially, you know, you've got say like 10,000 things on the conveyor belt. And the idea is you want to organize and prioritize. Every day might be different, right? So my priorities today are definitely different than they will be tomorrow, but everything's on this conveyor belt and you only pick up one thing at a time and you're only doing that one task, that one chore, that one thing, and you can do it for 15 minutes. You can do it until you complete it. It doesn't matter, but you're picking that up. And then once you're done with it, you put it back in the line and you don't have to think about it until it comes back up. So I like that skill because it helps us manage uncertainty, right? Which is like things we cannot control, but having our schedule and having that conveyor belt is kind of a nice image, but also allows for some control. You have some control of what you put on that conveyor belt and you have some control of when you decide to pick it up. So people have found that skill particularly helpful, especially leading up until the fall, which is coming after us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk about mind shifts because I also think that mind shifts is very important and I know you you talk about it. And it's really about, you know, how to change your thoughts or your attitude or your day. So what does a mind shift look like? You know, can you give us an example of one that maybe somebody can incorporate? Sure. So a mind shift is essentially checking how you're talking to yourself. Usually with stress, and not the good stress, we tend to talk to ourselves negatively, like we are our own worst critics. Mm -hmm. And the idea is to really look at what are you saying to yourself about yourself in this situation? And it's probably one pretty negative and two not very accurate. And a mind shift is you are now challenging these negative thoughts. So, you know, say that there is a mountain between you and me and the mountain is the stress. It is what's causing you to think negatively. And you have your perspective, which is stress or anxiety. And what a mind shift or, you know, with cognitive behavioral therapy, which is essentially encouraging a mind shift is you change your perspective. You change your viewpoint. So coming around the mountain to come up with a different way of looking at the problem. And entrepreneurs are great with this, right? We can look at a problem and come up with several different solutions or ideas. It's a way of getting creative. And now this is another opportunity where you can look at your negative thoughts and say, here's a problem. Here's how I am berating myself. Now, if I wasn't stressed or if my best friend was in this same situation, would I be telling him or her this exact same thing I'm telling myself? Probably not. You'd probably be coming up with something more realistic and kind. And that is how you ultimately start to shift your mindset. You challenge your negative thoughts by coming around the mountain, seeing it from a different perspective and saying that if there is another way to look at this, then maybe your negative thoughts aren't true. And that helps you start to feel better because you're thinking more clearly. So that's kind of how I teach trying to shift your mind. So do you have a favorite mindset that you've shifted? (laughs) One recently for me. Um, (laughs) 
You know, I can, I can definitely share, you know, in being a stress expert, I certainly experienced my own fair share of stress. For me, it was most recently with my daughter, you know, is she going to go to school or not? Right? Mm. And she's a toddler. So it's not, you know, that I have to think about, is she going to be in more high demand school or not? But if she's in school, I have one schedule. If she's not in school, I have another, right? And that's part of a freedom of being self-employed is the flexibility of a schedule, but it also is a hindrance because it means, you know, if she's not in school, my business shifts. If she is in school, my business shifts. And that is stressful. And I started to worry about the what ifs. And that's usually kind of the first red flag when we start to what if ourselves. And usually the what ifs aren't something positive. What if I win the lottery? It's usually, you know, what if this goes badly? What if she's not in school? What if she gets sick? What if my parents get sick? What if, what if, what if? Mm-hmm. And what I did was I caught myself and I could tell, I could feel in my body that I was becoming stressed. So I th- wrote down the problem, you know, that I was worried that either schedule that I was creating for myself wasn't going to work out. And I came around the mountain and I said, it will work out. I might not know how, but I do have some control over some of my hours. Things tend to work out, even though I don't have the master plan. And I was able to write down what my worry was and what my schedules would be. And by being able to see those on a visual really helped me reduce my stress and also helped me come around the mountain and feel like I could take a breath that it was all going to work out and that I had a plan. So instead of letting myself go down that rabbit hole, I was able to say, I do have a plan. It will work out. I just don't know which plan it will be. And that was, that was a helpful shift. So that's, that's just one example on how I use this for myself. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, I, the visual of coming around the mountain is pretty powerful. Yeah. I find it, I find that visual helpful too, in that it just allows us to recognize very quickly that there's so many viewpoints to a Mm -hmm. problem and our solution doesn't have to be based on our mood. Right. I also, and I, I know this is true for me and I'm sure it's true for lots of people that when you start to feel that stress and you don't know how to shift the mindset, your mindset so quickly, you've come up with this scenario that is so vivid and so clear and you know everything that's going to happen and it's just right there. And so how could anything but that happen? Mm-hmm. And then it never happens. Right. Like it's just so clear and you're thinking, okay, well, this is really what's going to happen. And it never happens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the percentage is, but I'm sure it's like in the high you know, 80 or 90% that none of the stuff we imagine really happens anyway. So take a deep breath and go travel around that mountain. <laughs> right. Yes. And what I, what I say to people is I have yet in my decade plus of doing this work, I've yet to meet, including myself, somebody who thought about a worst case scenario when it actually happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So years ago, no one talked about going to a therapist. It was taboo. You didn't talk about it. And if you did tell somebody, they would let you know that they never needed to go or something equally as hurtful. But today, it's a subject that's encouraged and it's appropriate to discuss. It's a real major critical part of many people's lives. In fact, I think a good portion of, the, of society has seeked some kind of help with somebody else that they can talk to. So what are some of the benefits in having a therapist, somebody that can, you know, like, why should someone go and what are they getting from this? So I think that, you know, I'm definitely a believer of therapy, of course. And I think what you can get out of it is it's a place where you can really just be yourself and have a place to put 
your thoughts and have a non-biased person really listen to what your experience is. So it starts there where you just have a place to exhale without judgment and also a guide of how do you start to sort through all the baggage you're carrying around. So you can, of course, we all have baggage and you're going to carry around it for the rest of your life, but have it in a way where it's much more manageable. So you can come in and feel stressed, but have someone that can help you work on strategies and skills or be able to process the load you're carrying so it starts to feel lighter over time. And certainly you can get this, you know, some stuff through like self-help books and reading. You can get support through friendships and family and having somebody that is not a part of that network for you can be incredibly helpful and freeing just because you know you can say whatever it is you want and it's held there. Mm-hmm. And it's a place where you can really do some inner work and growth. And I think that's why people are talking about it more is that it does feel helpful to talk about growth and how to challenge ourselves and how do we become better and what does that mean for us? And through that, therapy has just been in that fold where it doesn't feel taboo to talk about it anymore. It feels almost like, yeah, it's just a part of what somebody does. They go to therapy, they go to the gym, they see their friends. It's a part of self-care. Exactly, exactly. And that's what I'm saying that more, more and more people are saying, you know, my therapist told me this or, or they're saying I had a really good session with my therapist and I feel so much better. I mean, I think there's so many great valid points of going and I know it also depends on your generation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have something special for our listeners. I do. Right before the kind of pandemic happened, I created a stress buster guide. It's the ultimate stress buster guide. And I had a really fun time writing this guide because it has 75 coping skills. We created a printable calendar so you can print it out and it has some space where not only can you keep structure for your week, but it also creates space where you can have that to-do list, that conveyor belt. You can kind of list things out and put in the skills you want to practice each week. So it's a way that you can stay mindful of how do you want to take care of yourself today. And additionally, it has a mindfulness scavenger hunt, which I think is really fun. And Mm. I put that in there specifically because people often say to me, Angela, I don't have time to be mindful. I need to go, go, go. And mindfulness doesn't have to be, again, a grand gesture of, you know, 20 minutes or an hour of meditation or a yoga class. You can do mindfulness within a minute or two. And I thought doing something fun like a scavenger hunt would make it interesting for people to experience. So the Stress Buster Guide was fun for me to create. So for a limited time offer today, only for your listeners, if they go to this website, bit.ly backslash your, Y-O-U-R hyphen stress hyphen reliever. So bit.ly backslash your hyphen stress hyphen reliever, they can get the Ultimate Stress Buster Guide on sale today only. And then I also wrote a quarantine skills kit and that has 15 skills that are pretty unique in how to manage stress during a pandemic. And that is free for your listeners today. And if they go to bit.ly backslash your hyphen quarantine hyphen kit, they can download that for free today. Awesome. And we'll put that in the show notes. So everybody will have that. Great. Awesome. That's, That's wonderful. 
So what's next for you? What is next? So right now I am doing a webinar it's almost finished and that will be part of my stress course, uh, really talking about how to manage stress in your everyday life and how that's certainly changed. And from there, you know, the kind of creativity ideas are limitless. I might do a mini stress course because the one that I have, the breaking every day into slivers and chunks is pretty extensive. So I might consider doing something that is more of a, a sound bite for people. So we'll see where it goes. But right now it's the webinar and we'll go from there. Excellent. So how can our listeners connect with you directly if they want more information, if they need some help and need somebody to talk to, and maybe they have something that they don't want to share just out loud or whatever, where can they connect with you? Yeah. If um, your listeners want to connect with me, the best way to do that is through my website, which is progresswellness.com. And you can email me or give me a call through there. Excellent. Well, Angela, I want to thank you so much for sharing the mic with me. You've got so much great information. This is an important topic today, tomorrow, always, and it really doesn't matter what we're going through in the world. It just really is a huge conversation to have. So thank you so much. And I'm looking forward to staying connected and creating some more adventures together. Yes. Thank you, Judy. It's been wonderful. I very much appreciate it. Thank you. And I want to leave everyone with this acronym that I found about stress. It is someone trying to repair every situation solo. So I want to say, you're not alone in this. Reach out to a professional who will hear you. Don't go through this by yourself. You know, stress is, like I just said, a big conversation. So make sure you have somebody that you can talk to. And I thank you all for listening to our discussion where we share some extraordinary guests, some ideas for your business, and ways to stand out as the amazing women that you are. Now make sure you stay connected with us. And remember, women want to be treated equally, not identically. Until next time, this is Selling in a Skirt with Judy Hoberman on C-Suite Radio. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.